Welcome to Focused on Forward. The purpose of this podcast is to focus on recovery from life situations, be it a disease, chronic or acute, perhaps the loss of someone so dear to you in death, or a change of life patterns that has affected you so profoundly that you have no choice but to find your new normal and become focused on moving forward. Each episode is designed to show the positivity that people bring to each and every one of their stories, the successes they've had, ways that they have become so definitively focused on moving forward. We look forward to sharing their stories, and we hope that they inspire you just as much as they have inspired us. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Focused on Forward. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Keisha Tucker. Now, we're speaking with Keisha because Keisha is a very strong woman who has endured cancer, not once, but twice, and fought it successfully each time. So we want to talk to her not only as a cancer survivor, but also as someone who has the ability to be focused on forward and what that means to her. So Keisha, thank you so much for being on our show today. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, Thank so, you for having me. Yeah, we're, we're excited to have you here. I, I, I think that uh, folks will get a chance to hear your story and, and really be inspired by, by what you're about to tell us. Um, just a little bit that I've had to talk with you uh, pre-show here. Uh, she's very engaging, very charming, uh, with an absolutely wonderful smile. So although this is an audio <laughs> podcast, you'll be able to hear that smile come through in her words. So Keisha, thank you so much again. And I'll turn the microphone over to you. Please include us in your story. Yes. All right. So I am Keisha. I am 42. I am a two-time cancer survivor. I'm mother of three, grandmother of one. Um, I currently am a government contractor and I run my own body care business. Um, The body care business came from me wanting to be in control of self, of of what, what I can give to myself and what I can control and what I have the ability to help others in, in this journey of not understanding how we have to understand how to move forward with no guidance. It just, it just all just life just spawns from the fact of having cancer twice, the first time at 19 and the second time at 30. It's just like the guidance wasn't there. No one tells you, you know, okay, you beat cancer. Now what? You know, no one says that you're going to have an immune disorder or your body's going to start shutting down on you or, you know, and that's what I had to deal with after beating cancer twice. I was put on the, on the pancreas list for needing a transplant three years ago because my my immune system was so compromised in dealing with all of the health issues that it just started saying, we're out. So I just changed my life. I changed my diet. I lost 110 pounds. Oh, wow. Just, just understanding that no matter what life gives me, I have a portion of control. And that portion of control can say that I can eat different. I can know what can go on my skin and in my skin on my body and my body and just mentally focus on being okay to be okay. And we're not taught that a lot of times being 
adults that already have children, that already have families, that already we're already wives or husbands. We wing it like life, just you know, making it up, like fouling it up, because it's just like okay, we're here. We're we're here. We got to deal with it. We got to work it out. We gotta we gotta make sure they eat. You know, and I tell my kids all the time. You know, children don't care about your story. They care whether those lights come on and whether it's food in that refrigerator. Like the story behind it doesn't matter. Your struggle in getting them where they had to be. That, that gets lost. You want them to appreciate everything you've given them, but it gets the burden that sometimes as parents that we want to put on our children to really get it. Like I, I, I worked hard to get you that. I worked hard to us here. I worked hard, you know, the life that I've given us. It gets really lost in translation and understanding the real role that we have to play. They don't care it sounds so harsh but, but it's not it's the reality it is the reality that children don't care they want fruit snacks and uh Capri Sun. <laughs> you know that struggle of saying that you know my mama didn't have a mama because i'm adopted you know so i know group homes i know what it is to be you know waking up in the middle of the night you know saying okay we're gonna go to a new family so it's just my kids don't have to understand every bit of struggle I had to go through to get that I'm a good mom. And that right. was, that was, you know, that's a lot for us as parents to say, we do have to move forward. You know, we do have to give them the best life. It's not their burden to struggle with us. It's not, it's, it's, it's just such unfortunate for us as, and as parents for people that look up to us to put them through that struggle with us because I said I've done a lot of things I've gone through a lot of things but one thing I can pat myself on the back and say I'm a great mom you know so it's just you know like you said the moving forward of it all and not understanding counseling is not a bad word it's not a cuss word it's not a sh- you know, it's right. it's okay to tell someone I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm fouling it up and I'm just holding on. You know, I'm just, I'm basically just winging it. I'm, I'm walking through a, a fog of going to work every day, feeding these kids every day, not understanding whether I want to hug or, you know, go postal. You just don't know, but you just know every day that routine must be the same for the people that you have promised to take care of. Yeah. And it's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of us to even admit that we have an issue with moving forward past trauma, like past abuse, past life, past a lot of things. And we bring innocence into that as far as children, even work, even, you know, this life period, just bringing that, that non-understanding of what we have to do to be mentally okay. Like I give myself my moments. I understand what I've gone through, where I've been. I tell myself, Keisha, cry it out for your 15 minutes. Do not ever deny yourself a chance to feel. 
And then when that time is over, you look yourself in the face, you wipe your face because you're just not that cute, red and crying. <laughs> Get yourself together and go eat because you love chickens. So you just have to figure out what it takes for you to, to pick it up at that point. It's a fine line between understanding trauma and depression. Yeah, we do. Live in the yeah, we do something similar at our house as well. You know, we uh, right. we allow our what we call a down day. So you can have a down day, but you yeah. know the next day is a new day, and you 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 can't continuously lay there and 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 lay there in the dirt. You know, when somebody comes by to offer to help pick you up, you got to take that hand. You got to keep moving. Gotta do it. So um, you know, because with everything that we've gone through with my daughter uh, and then ourselves right. as well. Uh, and I love the fact that you said that counseling is not a dirty word. And I think so many times right. that gets lost in translation, especially for, and, and uh, a, man, a lot of men are going to feel called out here, uh, but especially for men, we, right. uh, you know, speaking on, on behalf of men, we typically don't like to talk about counseling because we don't want to talk about our feelings. We don't want to be open. We don't want right. to be vulnerable. We think that, you know, being vulnerable or being open about those things makes us is a weakness. Yeah, it makes us less manly, which it's right. actually the complete opposite. It, there's a strength right. in acknowledging your shortcomings and finding ways to deal with them and work around them. And I, I wish that more people would do that. I, I went through counseling after right. my daughter came out of, of the hospital and it was simply one of the best things I ever did for myself and one of the best things I felt I ever did for my family because right. it helped me regain me. And it's an unfair burden to place on someone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so let's let's talk a little bit about um, how you got to this level of understanding because now you had to go through some changes and and some challenges through life with with cancer. So right. if um, to the comfort level that you you're willing to share, what types of oh. cancer did you battle with? Um, I've had cervical cancer twice. Okay. So when I was 19, they said, okay, you have cancer. So, so I'm, I'm 19. I'm just like, okay, well, um, I'm out of foster care and I'm on my own. So what we got to do to fix it? Like, so I was like, okay, we're going to take half your cervix, but you'll never be able to have children. So my then I already had one and then I was set to have another child. And then I was like, oh man, I'm not gonna have any more kids. But successfully, I've had three children. So I held my kid with a half of a cervix. So then going through life, 10 years later, just feeling like, okay, everything is fine. I, I beat it. I'm, I'm good. Everything is great. Then here comes 30, hitting me like a ton of bricks. I'm feeling like I have my life together. Mm -hmm. I had the home. I had 3.6 kids. I think I had a dog or a cat and something, <laughs> something to take care of other than humans. Something else with and, a heartbeat. You know, right. And just feeling like the unfairness of it all. It's just like I pay my dues. I've mm -hmm. done everything I was supposed to do. Pass, you know, like giving a leg. I've I've been good. I've been kind. I right. I've so I had to just wrap my head around that, like, especially the second time, like I had to really wrap my 
my head around understanding it understanding this was my journey okay and maybe and me going through my journey of understanding why i was going through it because that was a hard pill that that was the biggest that was the hardest pill to swallow to understand that it was just happening again and it's just like why like is the universe this cruel and you have people walking out here just unibombing it up out here and right. nothing is happening to these people you know so it's just like the beating yourself up to understand that what you give into the world will come back no it will not come back in the forms that you think it will come back in but as far as me having cancer again and then they're saying okay well you will never be able to have another child at this point so I had to wrap my head around that and like, I can never have another child. It's not that I ain't one anymore because I did not. But it was just wrapping the, your rights are being taken and this is what you must do. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah, I can, I can. Yeah. 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 I, I, well, being a man, I can only you know, partially understand that just from the, the aspect that I, I know several women who have had, uh, had to have some, uh, have female issues and they have had right. partial or complete hysterectomies and had to have yes. those things taken away from them. Right. Um, and, and, and a couple of them have, have commented the same thing that you just said. It's not right. that I didn't want to have more kids. It was the fact that I was told I couldn't, right. um, right. you know, um, and, and one of them even said, what if I changed my mind in five years? And, you know, and I, and I, I want to have more children and, you know, so, but, it, you know, I think for sometimes as guys, we don't quite understand the connection there that, that a woman can feel being a, being a mother and, and being able right. to provide life and, and, and things along those lines, which is, you know, a beautiful right. thing as well. Yes. It's beautiful. My baby is about to graduate high school. Oh boy. I have one that's, well, Two, my two oldest are both graduating with bachelor's degrees. So all three of my children graduate this year. Oh, <laughs> so, man. Yay. <laughs> That's great. I am in the check on you phase. Like, um, did y'all eat today? Okay? <laughs> you know, I don't have to do a whole lot of parenting because I've made it. <laughs> right, know? right. I've made it to the, you know, y'all and gas money, you know, just that, that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all girls so. okay excellent all right so let, let's let's talk a little bit more about your um the survival uh process and going through now yes. so for some other cancer survivors i've talked to they have said that you know most people automatically assume that it's the physical portion of the cancer that is the most taxing or toiling uh to the patient so for you, was it more mentally, emotionally taxing or was it more physically taxing? It was mental. It was way mental because I felt like I could deal with pain being, okay. um, and foster care and stuff like that. Then with abuse, I, I, I was, I was okay because the morphine was amazing, but it was the mental thing of knowing that you've left three kids that you have to be in the hospital 
and you don't know when you're coming back home. Like it just so broke my heart one night. My kids was like, mommy, are you done with cancer? Like they called up to the hospital and said, you know, are you done with it? Mm. And it just hurt. You know, it, it just hurts your heart to say, you know, I don't know what to do. You know, and they're yeah. girls and I, and, you know, and they bring life into the world. So I've always felt like, you know, boys can always get away with different, you know, you know, girls, you have to make sure that they, they're okay. Cause they bring life into the world. So I was always just very strict on how I parented those girls. So it was more just understanding that that control had to be given to someone else. Okay. You know, it was just like, Somebody else had to help me mother my children that I promised that I would never leave. Okay. And then honestly, and then the unknown of not knowing what's next. You okay. hope, you really don't know. And it's not a lot of people that can keep beating cancer. I mean, that is the odds are, are for what they say as hunger games are forever in your favor. You know, so right. it's just the reality. Reality really starts to kick in with life when you start repeating especially health issues you know i can't give a health history because i'm adopted oh, i don't sure. really yeah. know i don't know you know so it's mentally it's just wrapping your mind around the fact is that i don't know what's going on in my body i don't know why i don't know what's happening and now i'm so dumb and and it's just, it was just mental. It's just like, if I wasn't strong enough, I would just, you know, the hospital windows was like different, you know, you just want to just jump off the ledge, mm -hmm. but you know, now they've sealed it all up. You know, you can't even act like you want to jump anywhere in the hospital and you have to go outside, you know? So, you know, just, that's just me making light of, you know, the situation Understood. Just yeah. so mental. it's just so mentally hard. If you're not a strong person, and don't have a support system. Support systems in cancer is, is really invaluable. No one understands, even anyone just being sick, just sick period. If you do not have a support system, you will start feeling like you deserve it. Everyone has went through that. Like, who did I screw over? Who did I mess over? Who did I, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this must be my karma because, you know, I cheated on my taxes, you know, or just, you know, just yeah. wasn't a good person at a certain time in life. Yeah, you we went through that with, when my daughter went to the hospital. We, you know, there's that yeah. whole mental beat yourself up. What, what did we do to help bring this on? What could we have changed? What could we have done differently? When, you know, it's just, it's the odds. The, the, it was your roll of the dice. It just happened, you know. Trying to understand that, though, I think is very difficult for many people. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to grasp, especially coming from a world and society that wants you to always be right. There's not a lot of jobs that have mental health days. There's no. not a lot of facilities, you know what I'm saying, that will accommodate you just being okay. Everyone wants you to show up and be present for every step and every stage in life. And it's just like, can't have a job me PTO. I can't have a job that can't give me benefits. I can't have a job that I can't say today is just not your day because Keisha needs a day. Right. Because if someone is on his phone being extra, it's going to be a problem. 
So it's just that understanding that what we have to do, you know, so my, my job understands that, you know, my, my immune disorder, well, after beating cancer twice and, mm-hmm. and, and getting on the pancreas list for a transplant, you know, I'm just developing an immune disorder. So my immune system says, honey, we're going to be on the toilet for six to nine days because we're mm-hmm. going to shut down you any time. And you're going to take it. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Right. Okay. It's just a support system. You know, my kids check on me every day. They live a mile down the street. They 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 have a house together, all three of them, which is so weird. But it works for them. But it's just a support system. And not depending on it is it's important. It's important, especially for having cancer. It's the support system. Like Mercy here in Baltimore has a cancer survivor day every June, first Sunday in June. Everyone knows. If anyone is on this phone, everyone knows the first Sunday in June is National Cancer Survivor Day across the world. So it's just like that day, if you can't go anywhere, if you can't be present, just, you know, be kind that day tell people, you know, just be kind, pay it forward, something, June, June, the first Sunday in June, just give good energy, because a lot of people didn't make it here, you have to understand, as many survivors, there are just many people that lost the fight, you know, our age, you know, our age, we grew up looking at him grow up with us, right, yeah, absolutely, you know, it's a hard pill. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your turning point in going through everything that you went through where you decided, okay, now is where I need to, to, I need to dig in and I need to be focused on forward. How did that happen for you? When I stopped depending on people to let me down. Okay. Can you go into a little more about that? Yes. So and me wanting to understand like the journey and and I I felt like I needed a mom at that point because I didn't have one. So I, I started trying to develop this relationship with my mother, feeling like it would make me not whole, but everyone deserves a mom, especially if you know she's still out here walking around. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just it was just a longing to say, well, maybe I understand why. I, the way I move, behave the way I behave, why I'm so strict. But then it's like when that started to just let me down and just depending on people before I got myself together, it was just like, no, 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 no. Get yourself together, develop a standard. That's when I knew how to move forward because I developed a standard for me of care. And I never had one. It was always take care of this, take care of that. You know, you have this child, you got to do this, you know. And as people, we always feel like we have to do so much for everybody else. And then as soon as the first person let us down, our whole world is shot. Mm -hmm. Because we haven't learned how to just be okay. And it just took so long for me to just 
be okay. And that was counseling. I, I couldn't have done it no other way. I I would I would not because I didn't understand. I didn't understand how you can bring life into the world and not nurture it. That was a hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. And it was just even hard understanding that that person now is sick, depending on you to make sure they're okay. Right. So it was just the, when I just took a deep breath and said, you know what, Keisha, you're enough. You're enough for you. You're enough for the people that really matter. When I look back, I said, I have my kids. They're healthy. I'm enough for the people that matter. When my counselor said, you're enough for the people that matter. I was done. That day, it was just like, lady, I'm going to stop paying you $130 a week to keep sitting on this couch because save some money. (laughs) This is a lot. So it's just just finding yourself worth, you know, I'm always got to, you know, say that the funny part of the, or the, the smiley sign of it all, but it's just finding your worth. Just your worth. You you have to find you. You can't. I can't expect a partner to give me anything because I had no worth. I was just always just saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And I and Lord forbid. And let's speak from the men. You know, how can you ask to me a man to be a man but they're not understanding what they're doing? Now we're all winging it. In the first argument, everyone's ready to just go off. Mm-hmm. because no one has a standard of care of itself. So I can't require you to do anything for me because you don't, because I don't have a standard. And- so that, that was kind of a light bulb moment then for you sitting there with the, yes. with the counselor. That was where the, yes. that was when the light switched that, Hey, this is, this is how I'm going to take care of myself and be focused on forward. Yep. Focused awesome. on forward, moving forward. Oh, Okay. So what do you do on a daily basis that helps you to move forward in your life? Well, I run a body business. Um, So moving forward, it just allows me to help everyone just take control. Um, It gives me so, so much pleasure to, to just watch people just be happy. Like I am a, my life goal is a pleaser and I get it. I understand that is my gift. My gift is to give, not to receive. And that was a hard pill to swallow also. So it's just like to give life just and and just help and knowledge. Every day I try to enrich someone's life. I do not, I do not go without a day without on my Facebook page shouting out someone for whatever they do. Last night, I shouted out like 10 businesses. Three of them did the same exact thing as me. That's awesome. My thing about it is that you just have to be okay helping people. You just don't know where people are in their day. Mm -hmm. I literally send 20 texts out every day to random friends. Just to just put that out there because you just never know. Everybody is not okay dealing with mental issues. So me just paying it forward is how I just move forward. Like through it all, just every day, literally every day, 
I do. I just say, you know what? This could help someone. It may not, but at the end of the day, it's going to make me feel like I did the initiative. Start someone's day off right. Those texts go out at eight o'clock. Boom. It's out there. Love it. You know, just, just never know. People have to catch up to not be okay. By the time you hear your buddy, he didn't already had a bad day, you know, about 12 o'clock. Start his day all right. No, I love it. That's great. Okay. So the next two questions I have for you are questions that I like to ask every single guest that's ever been on my show. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my thing. It's what we do. So, all right. So looking back over your experiences, what is the single greatest lesson that life has taught you? To take care of you first. Okay. You have to be okay being selfish sometimes. Even with a whole house full of kids, cats, dogs, pets, work, you have to be selfish with your mental space that is that if life has not taught me nothing it has taught me that your mental space is the most precious thing if you do not know how to react to things it just you can be the greatest person since wonder bread as they say if you do not have control of your mental space and who can come in and, and disturb it you're dangerous so yes, that is the greatest lesson to me. Like my mental is the best prize I could ever have. I could have nothing else. If I have mental peace, I am fine. Okay, no, I like that. Because I don't eat that much answer. food. So I can live off of two chicken wings. I don't eat that much, I'm tiny. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't need food. <laughs> no, I like that. It's a very good answer, very wise. Um, I think many times we undervalue the importance of mental peace. Um, yes, God. Especially when we're talking about healing and moving forward, uh, having yes. that mental peace while you're going through the process as well is, is so vitally important um, yes. because, you know, you know, the, it, that, that mental peace affects everything else. It affects your, your uh, emotional state. It affects your spiritual state. It affects your physical state. Um, so, that's, that's a very good answer. I like that a lot. All right. So the next question, not too, di- not too uh, all that different from the first one. What is the single best piece of advice you were given that still affects you today? And I was told this by someone on the street. Like I just literally had a mental breakdown in the middle of downtown Baltimore and they said, baby, and this is exactly what they said because they was sketchy. Um, They said, baby, let it go. Whatever it is, if it's not right, let it go. And I'm just sitting there crying in the rain, looking crazy, like a purple rain movie. And it's just in it, and and he said, "Let it go. If if you know you did your best, if you know you tried, if you know everything that you gave does not warrant how you feel, let it go. That that is the best. Oh, 
that was that was life changing right there. And that was just from some random person on the street. Because it allows you to differentiate title. Yeah, a person on the street, a bum, 100% whole bum. It's just let it go. If you know you 100% did what you were supposed to do by that personal situation, and it still got you here in the alley crying, let it go. Wow. Yeah. It's actually pretty profound when you think about it in the situation that you were in to have that advice hit you at that moment. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So you said that, uh, and I know we were never supposed to ask a lady her age, but you mentioned it earlier. So I'm going to ask again. So you're, you're 42 now, correct? I will be 43 in August. I am a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you've, uh, you've been cancer free for 12 years now for the, on the second run. You were cancer-free 11 years, so you're a year past your initial uh, cancer-freeness um, or freedom, however you want to say that. Um, so we're, we're doing well. We're moving forward. Yeah. And you said that you have started this body business. You've mentioned it a couple times, but let's go into a little more detail about that. Let's, let's talk about that for a minute uh, because that's what you're doing now. So tell the audience what your yeah. body business is, what its name is, what you're doing. Oh, okay. So I run a body care business. So it's a skincare and body care product business. It's called the Body Queens. And we on Google, the Body Queens. We're on our website is thebodyqueens.com. We're on Facebook, all of the Body Queens, Body Queens, Body Queens. Okay. Um, the mission is for control of what we put in our body and on our skin. I 100% control what I do for me. So I just needed to have control. So then that spawned the lotions, the body butters. I hand make soap. I just cook oh, it. Nice. I whip it right up. I cook it. <laughs> it's like old people. <laughs> you know, so it's just, it's just, it was just the control, just taking back what. I just didn't have enough control. I was winging it. It was it was hard. It was it was just hard for life, and that's just sad, you know, that you feel like you give so much. You look around. You have a big house. You have kids that are happy. You know, you look at them sleep, and you're just like, oh my god, my knees are about to buckle. I'm about to give a, you know, I'm about to give out. They just don't understand what I did today. But they're just like, we don't care, lady. Um, so. <laughs> You know, so it was just having control and the business just allows me to touch so many people's lives. Just skin issues, you know, food. food. I have a nutritionist and an immunologist. Food controls the world. Oh yeah. Um, if, if you do not have control of your food, I mean, I love me some chips now. I, I have now, oh, love them. Uh-huh. But understanding what our body needs versus what our body wants is Correct. is huge. And yeah, and the business allows me to have that control. Okay. One percent. All right. Well, cool. We'll make sure that uh, when we get this episode posted, that we'll we'll include some information about the body queens as well. Make sure that folks get to to see that and know that. Um, 
and and really guys if you haven't caught on to it by now uh Keisha's kind of awesome and I'm you know dope. that's right <laughs> yeah. yeah no we're, we're talking to somebody who you know uh has fought cancer not once but twice and has been successful each time and is now uh successfully managing her own company uh so we we can be sure that she's tackling that with the same ferocity i'm sure so Keisha, thank you so much for being on Focused on Forward today. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I so appreciate it. And your spirit is amazing. Oh, I mean, thank you. Uh, amazing. Amazing. You, you have a good spirit. Oh, you, thank you. You are awesome. Yeah, you're awesome. Well, we try every once in a while. We get lucky and maybe we hit the marks, right? So... Yeah, you do <laughs> All right, guys, I think that's going to conclude us today for Focused on Forward. All right. Well, that concludes another episode of Focused on Forward. To be a guest of Focused on Forward, you can reach us through Twitter at Podcast FOF, through our Facebook page named Focused on Forward, or through email, focusedonforward at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing each and every one of your stories that has yet to be told. So until then, be safe, be kind, and be loving to one another as you stay focused on Forward.